It's the best bits of the all-day breakfast. Preheat you on SID 90.7. On 90.7. In traffic this week, a lack of indicators has left two co-workers who are sort of interested in each other in a light collision in a narrow workplace hallway. <laughs> the prank was not serious, however, but the silent hysteria it caused has slowed work productivity to an all-time low. In the city, the Melbourne tram system is under fire again. Sorry, I mean there's a fire under the <laughs> Melbourne tram system. <laughs> the citywide gridlock caused yesterday by the exploding tram on the St Kilda line has left us with a nasty traffic hangover today and the M1 is a headache and Punt Road just wants a Powerade and a pie. <laughs> it's best to avoid both until after five tonight when they'll get their second wind. Apart from that, all bike lanes are currently pretension-free with not a fixie in sight, although the bus lanes are almost exclusively filled with buses. And that's traffic. Cheers, Ray. And now it's time for... So whether or not you should go outside report with Josh Parrish. Thanks, Brenny, in the uh, in the heavens. I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll okay. work on <laughs> Eli in the sky has much more of a ring to it, but I'm sure we'll find out something that works. Okay, <laughs> that's right. It's time for the whether or not you should go outside report. And it was confirmed this week that Victoria is the, indeed the only place in the world which can be devastated by bushfires one year and covered in snow the next. <laughs> a distant descendant of Antarctic explorer Sir Ernest Shackleton has reportedly set off toward the Otways on an expedition to rescue the holidaymakers trapped inside the Lawn Mantra Hotel. <laughs> the guests have been forced to drink copiously in the spa bath just to stay warm and have been meticulously documenting their harrowing experience on Snapchat. <laughs> the release date for Shackleton Jr.'s expedition diary is not yet known, but you can bet your bottom dollar it'll be out on Kindle before Christmas. <laughs> Rumours abound that his publishers have urged him to fake his own frosty demise to improve sales. But on a brighter note, conservationists are happy to report an uptick in Victoria's highly endangered polar bear population, <laughs> even if they might just be counting all the drop bears covered in snow. And that's it for... So whether or not you should go outside report with Josh Parrish. Oh, beautifully done, as always. Now, as our listeners know, we do have a fantastic new co-host. We've traded in our boring old Eli for <laughs> someone just a little bit more spicy. And uh, she has a particular set of skills that we couldn't uh, we couldn't dare miss. So I'd like to uh, introduce you to our very next segment. It is... Bonnie's Bulletin. Woohoo! <clears throat> Good afternoon, I'm Bonnie Barkmeyer with the All Day Breakfast Bulletin. Melbourne has lost Australian television's biggest annual awards night after the Victorian government confirmed it would withdraw its funding for the Logies. TV's Night of All Nights has already received bids from New South Wales and Queensland to be the new host cities, with Queensland suggesting the new statuettes could be commissioned in the shape of the surfers' paradise meter maids. <laughs> Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and President Donald Trump have today talked for half an hour in a phone call described as warm and constructive and dominated by ongoing crisis surrounding North Korea's growing nuclear weapons capability. While Mr Turnbull said both Australia and the US are of the one mind in condemning this reckless conduct, he also mentioned he was still, quote, a little bit salty since the last phone call the pair shared, where Mr Trump blasted Mr Turnbull. <laughs> 
The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have announced they are expecting their third child. While the Queen and members of the both families are delighted with the news, the announcement brought speculation to some soccer fans. Prince William has been known to be an avid lover of the sport, which convinces some fans that he is trying to time the pregnancy in order to get paternity leave while the World Cup is on in 2018. <laughs> the royal family has not commented on the accusations. Sticking with soccer news now... <laughs> Sticking with soccer news now, Australia's World Cup hopes are in serious jeopardy after a frustrating night in Melbourne was followed by the wrong result in Saudi Arabia. Mm. The Socceroos won 2-1 against Thailand last night, but Saudi Arabia secured a 1-0 win over Japan, putting them in a bit of better place to qualify for the World Cup. One Aussie soccer fan was quoted contrasting the difference between the Socceroos and a tea bag, saying, at least a tea bag can stay in the cup. <laughs> Now, that's some of the latest updates on news and sport. You're listening to the All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much. Bonnie's Bortons, the debut. Easily the most professional segment in our show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know if it's on brand. You've really raised the tone here. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's great. I I love it. I I feel so professional and so fulfilled. Speaking of professional, actually, our very next segment is with a professional of his craft. We've got Greg Fleet join us on the line just after this uh, next song. So stick around. But first... Got an absolute, absolute banger of a tune. It is the John Spencer Blues Explosion with Bell Bottoms. So stick around. You're on the All Day Breakfast. Half a day is gone and the best is still to come on the All Day Breakfast, Sin 90.7. Bell Bottoms! Bell Bottoms! Bell Bottoms! Oh, what a track! It's uh, the John Spencer Blues Explosion, Bell Bottoms. You're on the All Day Breakfast, Sin 90.7, with Josh, Brent and Bonnie. Bonnie has had to step out for a moment. We uh, don't know where she's actually gone. <laughs> I, I saw a TV news crew outside. I think she's probably... Oh, uh, fresh news. Yeah, she's reporting on location from RMIT. To Never st- stops working, that girl. That's why we're happy to have her as a part of the show. Yeah, even if she has to, you know, sometimes put her... Broadcasting and journalistic obligations first. Mate, uh, you've got you've got to put the news first. That's the journalistic integrity that we'd expect from an all day breakfast host. Exactly. And she's we're breaking news here. She's breaking news outside, and I'm sure she'll be back with us any moment. It doesn't matter because we're going to have to press on regardless. Because for a very important all day breakfast exclusive interview, joining us on the line, Mr. Greg Fleet, uh, author, <laughs> actor, comedian, big wig, all round. All around top bloke. Oh well, you know we, we've got listeners that know the truth. We can't we can't yeah, them straight okay. up, Fleety. All right, well, some, not all round, but some round top bloke. At least seventy percent round top bloke. Seventy <laughs> percent top bloke. I love that idea. You can percent it percentile people's top blokeness. It's it's one of the rare skills I've got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, Fleety, we were. Uh, the people want to know so many things about you. you you're basically a veteran of the Australian comedy scene, a uh, massive legend in the comedy world. You've written two books now? Two, and I'm, I'm just about to finish a third. Ah, the book trifecta. Yeah, absolutely. Is it a trilogy? Sorry, it's Josh here, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a trilogy. They've got nothing to do. In fact, the last book was about my life as a... As a bon vivant, riverboat dandy, drug addict, and comedian, <laughs> and uh, and you know, so it had a lot of very bleak, you know, things in it with heroin and stuff like that. But this book's just a really lovely um, kind of.
kind of, well, I don't know if it's lovely, but it's a, it's a sort of charming novel. And uh, I, the only thing I'm worried about is all the people who read the last book are going to go, oh, yeah, Greg Flint has got a new book out. And they'll read it and just go, this book's terrible. It doesn't even have any heroin in it. <laughs> no one even gets stabbed. I hate this book. So you've so, gone from uh, train spotting to Jane Austen, have you? Exactly. Exactly I have. Hmm. And, uh, right. I think it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're excited to see it. Is, is it at a point where we're allowed to plug the name of the book? Yes, it's called The Good Son. The Good Son. Yeah. And it's not a Superman tie-in at all? No, no, it's not. And nor is it a, uh, is it a, a film with that... Who's the guy who was in Home Alone? <laughs> Cole Culkin. <laughs> he, did a film, he did a film called The Good Son, apparently. Nor is it that, and nor is it a Nick Cave song. They're all the good sons that I know. It's none of those, but it's kind of a really great mashup of all three. <laughs> it's, starring, <laughs> it's starring Nick Cave with hot burglars breaking into his house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Nick Cave as, as the child. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so that's what it's called. It should be out. I don't know, I think it might be out around Christmas or maybe a bit after. Um, knowing my luck, it'll be just after when people don't want to buy books anymore. <laughs> that's, I think people stopped wanting to buy books in the late 90s. But that's <laughs> Shut up! Stop being so modern! When, when, when do people want to download books, though? That's, that's the thing. The, the good stuff, yeah. available on all Kindles. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is, and it will be. It will indeed be available on, uh, on all Kindles, except yours. I'm having yours blocked. That's, that's painful. <laughs> I'm very sad to hear that. I'll buy the real book. Hey, Brent, I, I think we shouldn't be throwing stones about dead mediums considering we're on a radio show right now. Look, you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's so true. Uh, uh, but at least you're a, a, radio, a radio station that has some credibility. I mean, in radio, you've got, you've got two parts. You've got the, uh, the credibility radio, which I, I also do. I do a bit of Triple R and stuff like that in my ute. But then, uh, then you've got uh, the big money, the big money radio, which is... Um, Pretty much like getting your soul and stabbing it numerous times. So, I think you're making the right choice. You might not be rich, but you're rich of soul, boys. Uh, that's and that's you've heard it here first. The old day breakfast, rich in soul, from Mr. Greg Fleet. That's yeah, the Godfather of soul. Um. <laughs> he said without the ethnic background to back that up. No, he had no So, so uh, that would inspired you to get into comedy to be uh, poor but artistically fulfilled. Uh, yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, and um, well, also, you know, in the, when I back in when I started comedy in eighteen fifty seven, you could shoot people for free. Um, no, um, uh, it was. It was, uh, you know, I, I, the second gig I did, I got paid like 50 bucks or something, Jeez. and then it was just on. It was on like Donkey Kong. In fact, Donkey Kong was probably a thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, it was, you know, I was working in, uh, in hospitality and working in bars and stuff, and it suddenly, you know, I was making as much money, you know, from doing gigs as I, I was doing those things, so I didn't have to do those jobs anymore. And there was... There was a lot less comics around in those days as well. Like I think in the first year I did it, there was 
there was like three of us who were the new comics for that year. So we got all the first spots and they paid. It wasn't like, you know, you go on first and it's, you know, good experience. It was like, go on first and you get 70 bucks or something. So we were, you know, we were the first spot people for that first year. And, um, you know, these days, you know, I know comics who are far better than I was at that stage. You've done comedy for five or six years and, you know, never been paid. So it's a, it was, a, you know, it was a good time to get in. Got in on the ground floor. You've done it incredibly well. I uh, I know <laughs> all too well the uh, going on first and getting paid nothing situation <laughs> in the comic world. Yeah, I, I didn't want to, uh, yeah, I didn't want to point... Uh, point fingers because the godfather of doesn't do that kind of thing but no. um it's you i'm talking about you primarily that's i'll take the compliment that i'm better than you were at the start <laughs> oh, God, you are so glass half full that's amazing that you managed to pull that out of what was essentially a diss but you're right um you know, i think i think generally look it's a very different thing than when when i started it was much weirder when i started comedy there was a lot more it was a lot less you know it's a bit generic now like a lot of people you know a lot of you know, one man and a microphone, and I actually mean man. I mean, you know, there's, there's also obviously women doing it, but it's very male-dominated, but it's, it's, you know, when I started, there was all these weird acts, like really weird acts, you know, like a guy and his dog or three women dressed as men doing things. You know, it, was, it, was, it was a lot stranger, and then it became a bit more, um, as it became more financially viable, people became a bit more homogenized with it, you know, and, and all started being, you know, similar to each other, which is... Yeah, good and bad. I mean, it's, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever. It's a bit of whatever. <laughs> with, it's a bit of whatever, mate. With, with, your, with your comedy prowess, uh, have, you, have you decided, have you got any fringe shows, any, any spare shows coming up anywhere t- anytime soon? Well, I'm actually going off, to, um, going off to Brisbane to do a play that I wrote. I'm going on Thursday to do that for, at the Brisbane Festival. It's the first time I've done a, a mainstream festival where they actually... They, you know, we did the play in, in the Adelaide Fringe and it did really well and won a couple of awards and it's not a comedy play really, it's a, an adaptation of Macbeth but there's some funny stuff in it but um, it's, you know, kind of a, a, you know, a drama but um, the the guys from the Brisbane Festival rang up and said, look, we, we want you to do the show at the festival, do you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah. And um, so they went, you know, well, we'll pay for this and we'll, you know, we'll fly you up, we'll put you up in a hotel, we'll do all this and I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Trying to act cool. And then the guy said, so how much do you want? <laughs> and literally, literally being, and you, you understand this, I'm like, how much do I want? And so I'm like, we want a million dollars, no, a dollar, no, Yeah, so you heard it here first, folks. Greg Fleet has sold out. He's gone mainstream to do Shakespeare. (laughs) I don't worry, I've rewritten it. So it's it's like 20% Shakespeare, 80% Fleety Aussie swearing. So it's pretty good. I was going to say, this is the play you've written, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, Shakespeare helped. He came up with the idea. Oh. And then I just I just ozzed it up a bit. Well, to be honest, we can't even be sure that it definitely was Shakespeare that he didn't rip it off someone else. So just take full exactly. credit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Shakespeare, 60% top bloke. It's, it's actually commonly known he is 10% less top bloke than you. <laughs> I know. That's what a lot of the theatre... I was about to say the theatre magazines, and I went, are there even such a thing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the theatre people will say, yeah. 
It's yeah, no, theatre magazines is just beating a dead horse. Two dead mediums all at once. <laughs> it's actually the one thing I do find, you know, now that I'm starting to become involved in the theatre. And I did start out in the theatre. I went to NIDA. Um, but uh, now that I'm sort of getting involved in the theatre, you get a lot of um, oh, wonderful. Oh, you're here, wonderful. Oh, with your with your funny comedy ways. Oh, that'll be nice. There is a fair bit of a uh, a rivalry between actors and comedians, isn't there? That's not a coin, I don't know what is. <laughs> I've just ended my career in the theatre. No, look, actors are great, you know, but um, in, in a weird way. I mean, look, comedy fans obviously rate comics massively, but I would say generally, you know, actors probably get more respect and comics feel like they're, they're writing, directing, dancing, singing, joking, and, you know, we kind of deserve more. So, look, you know, actors, actors are fine, and I, I don't think actors have a real problem with comics until... Until we start acting, and then it's like, you know, so they suddenly go, don't you want to realize how easy it is? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do both. People will know. Yeah, yeah I know. People will find out you can just talk or you can talk funny. Oh my God. Like, I, I love that about comedy that people always go, like, I once had a guy from the SAS who'd just come back from his third tour of Afghanistan and a guy who'd been in the mine collapse in, in the Beaconsfield in Tasmania. And they were both standing there talking to me after a gig and they both went oh mate that must, you know, stand, that must be the hardest job in the world <laughs> <laughs> I thought nah not as anyway, it gets that no it absolutely gets to the the core of it doesn't it where they you know people often yeah. think that making people laugh is the hardest emotion to get them to do yeah I reckon I, I don't know I mean look I, I'm not sure. I, I would have thought making people cry is probably harder, unless you're really violent. So speaking of uh, all things dark and depressing, um, yeah. I, I understand you've uh, you've done gigs overseas entertaining the troops. Yes, I have. I've uh, I've done that a couple of times. Um, very much enjoyed it. Uh, been to uh, East Timor. That was pretty cool. Of course, uh, troops very easy to amuse uh, <laughs> because their, base, their day generally consists of some guy just shouting at them just at six in the morning he's going all right i'm 600 we're going up to sniper hill where we lost thompson yesterday you know it's, uh, there's this uh, there's some kind of uh, insurgent up there it's a capture or kill mission emphasis on kill on the way back try not to step on any landmines or ieds if and when you make it back to base we've got uh, two hours debriefing two hours uh, decommissioning prisoner and then uh and uh, we got a bit of a comedy night for you so, uh, <laughs> So enjoy that if you make it back. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, generally people who do want to have a laugh and, uh, and, and you know, and interesting people. No, I, um, I very much enjoyed doing that. The one I did, though, you weren't allowed to have alcohol at all for the whole time. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, but I got caught by an MP, by the military police. We went out to lunch one day at a restaurant that had a bar in it, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to sneak off and have a cheeky scotch at the bar and uh, I got caught and they were like you know we could send you home you know and I was like well whatever you like <laughs> dishonorably discharged from yeah, from comedy from comedy army if that doesn't if that doesn't look better on a poster I don't know what does <laughs> yeah they're good and uh, let's face it everything 
any kind of comedy beats doing comedy on a boat. Um, I'm, I'm in a, a self-declared war on boat comedians. But, uh, yeah, no, boat comedy sucks. And uh, I've never done it, of course. I'm just speaking that I don't know anything about. Nah, forget it. Uh, take your filthy money and shut your stupid aquatic gob. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're just joining us, you're on the All Day Breakfast, uh, Sin 90.7, and uh, we've got Greg Fleet on uh, alienating everybody from actors to uh, cruise goers. <laughs> and um, so we've got to throw to a song, Greg. Uh, is there anything you'd like to hear? Yeah, chuck on a bit of Bob Dylan. Chuck on uh, one of his more recent, and it's not even that recent, but it's the only song he's ever won. Uh, you know, I'm the, uh, currently the uh, world champion of Bob Dylan trivia on uh, online. Uh, so, you know, you're talking to a, a total expert. Um, <laughs> what about uh, Things Have Changed? You yeah. have that. It's the only one he's ever won an Academy Award for. Done. Things Have Changed, Bob Dylan, coming right up, Sid 90.7. Things have changed, Bob Dylan. Greg Fleet's requested song on Sin 90.7, All Day Breakfast. We still have him on the line. Mr. Greg Fleet, welcome back. Thank you very much, uh, gentlemen. I I will say it's... uh um, I'm very, very proud of you for having a breakfast show that is on in the afternoon. I think that's a sensational thing, especially for the young people. Uh, uh, yeah. We yeah. wanted to do it Anybody in the morning, but uh, Brent would never have made it, so... <laughs> It was more a case of had to rather than chose to. <laughs> yeah, and also you can you can say to people, oh, you know, no, we've got a breakfast radio show. Yeah, we've done breakfast radio, yeah, absolutely. So if they ask you if you've done it, they'd probably be asking you to see if you could do the hours. Yeah, we've done breakfast radio for a couple of years on CNFM. They're like, oh, excellent, we'll hire them. And then you turn in, you roll in at two in the afternoon, they're like, nah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, then they can just give us drive, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, you were speaking of Bob Dylan. I remember reading in your book uh, a thing you were known to do was a, a Dylan. Or do a Dylan. Oh, oh, do a Bob, a Bob Down. A Bob Down, that's it, sorry. Yeah, that was me and uh, me and Mendo. Me and, um, and ben, ben Mendelssohn. We used to live together and we were both obsessive Bob Dylan fans. We still are. I'm happy to report. Um, although he's now like a millionaire actor. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, um, yeah, we uh, we used to put on a Bob Dylan album, uh, and then we would just take it in turns, verse for verse, of whatever song was on, and you'd have to just sing the verse, but about us and how great we were, and we would do it like an entire album, just back and forth, back and forth. Mendo was a legend. He walked about six foot four, whatever, you know, like we'd just <laughs> sing about ourselves, and uh, it was so much fun. <laughs> that's so fantastic. I'd love to see that live one day. That, that should just be your next year's Fringe show, just you doing Bob Dylan's. <laughs> That'd be great, especially if I had Ben Mendelsohn involved. Because I reckon it'd probably sell out. It probably would. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to pretend that I'm new manager or anything here. But if, that, if you don't do that, you're burning money. Yeah, hook up with Mendo and do it too, because he's not busy at all. He'd, he'd be fine. With no, he'll free up his schedule for that. That sounds great. He's just another dumb actor, you know. Forget it. <laughs> just a shell waiting to be filled by someone else's work. Yeah, yeah. waiting to be filled by my genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, Fleeny, we have a question that we uh, we often uh, well, we, in fact, we always ask all our guests. It's a pretty big question. In fact, it's such a big question 
Tell, tell him, Josh. Just tell him. Tell him how big it is. It's it's so big. It's bigger than this studio. It's bigger than this oh, campus. Jesus. It's oh, oh my god. It's a really, really it's really hard hitting. And mm. um, you know, I just want you to steal yourself for okay. the big question. Here it is. I don't steal anymore. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Without further ado. Greg Fleet, comedian, actor, although I know you wouldn't call yourself that. <laughs> I do sometimes. 70% top bloke. <laughs> what do you eat for breakfast? Oh, man. Oh, that is hard. I thought it was going to be about Trump or about gay marriage. Oh, man. You go, you go straight for the throat. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, it, it, look, it kind of depends. Uh, these days, in the olden times, I would eat anything that was pretty much made of sugar, uh, any kind of, you know, horrendous breakfast cereal type arrangement. These days, uh, for a while, for, I was trying to lose weight and be fit, and I was, I had a, what do you call it, a, I've got a, still got a, a Nutribullet, and um, I'd chuck some fruit in that and make a, you know, really cool smoothie type arrangement. Sometimes I even eat porridge, which is weird. Um, and look, I, I'm a, obviously I'm a big fan of, uh, of a, you know, your full breakfast, English breakfast kind of thing. That's pretty good. I do that usually when I'm touring or if I'm away from home, I'll just go to full on, go to a restaurant and eat breakfast. And if you can go to a restaurant and have like bacon, eggs, hash browns, mushrooms, tomato, that whole deal, and a Bloody Mary. Like if you can get booze, with breakfast, it's like, oh, this is the best thing that's ever happened in my life. But that's that's pretty much it. We have a couple of quick, uh, qu- well, I would say quick, but who knows. Uh, we have a couple of questions uh, left over for you uh, that our, our listeners have sent in that the people in general want to know. Yeah, great. So at the st- at the start of your career, you know things were things were interesting, dicey. You said it was a less homogenised scene. What stopped yeah. you from quitting comedy? Oh, look, the the uh, the social aspect of it, like hanging out with all the we used to, you know, we hung out with each other, you know, twenty four seven. You know, we we none of us were married or had families or anything, and, and um, you know, we we just lived in each other's pockets. You know, we'd we'd often live in you know share houses or whatever, or you'd you know you'd stay out at someone's house really late. You'd go home, you'd wake up and meet for breakfast in the in the afternoon. Usually most of us. But, um, you know, meet for breakfast and just throw around ideas. So the social aspect of it was great. And, um, but also the fact that, you know, we were, you know, we were getting paid. You know, we weren't, we weren't rich, but, you know, we were getting, you know, we were making enough money to live. And, um, that was, you know, that was fantastic. So, you know, I'd say that those things, and also the ego stuff, you know, it's fun to do, and people were loving it, and, you know, so you just go, like, oh, I'm a champ, I'm a 70% good comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, excellent. Uh, yeah, and we've just got one more question for you. Uh, what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? <laughs> um... um Maybe just try heroin once. <laughs> <laughs> just don't give it a notch. Don't, don't keep going back. Going, no, I reckon I'm cool with this. This is pretty good. I reckon this is helping me career and me life. Um, uh, <laughs> so I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying 
don't do it twice. Um, <laughs> We're probably trying to endorse that, actually, just on community radio. <laughs> no, no, no. I would say don't do it at all. But if you're saying what I would say to me at 18, <laughs> I'd say just do it once. But anyone else, I'd, in fact, I do. I say to people, the old Hezo, the old Hezo, mate. As it's known uh, in the street. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is street name. Um, police are searching a Hezo dealer. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say give that a, give that a swerve. But, um, and and maybe uh, focus, you know, but I can, yeah, look, I'm quite happy with with where I'm at right now, which is uh, Elwood. But um, I, uh, uh, yeah, I've made it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, you know, the way things are. But, you know, of course, you can look back and go, oh, if I'd paid more attention and, you know, been a bit more studious and all that, you know, things. But, but you know, if I was... If I was unhappy with, with my life and, and where I'm at, I'd think, you know, oh, God, I wish I'd changed all these things. But the way things have worked out, sure, it took about 40 years, but um, the way things have worked out, it's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty cool, so I don't reckon I'd change too much. Yeah, well, you know, you're obviously, you're obviously well round. It's, it's not a, you're not the kind of person that we'd expect to go, no, nah, I've done everything wrong. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, in his own way, Greg Fleet says, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you'll find he actually said, give Hezo the swerve. <laughs> <laughs> give Hezo the swerve. That was originally going to be the, uh, the, the the slogan for the war on drugs. Hey, kids, give Hezo the swerve. <laughs> McGruff the drug dog says, give Hezo the swerve. <laughs> <laughs> McGruff the drug dog. He, he really wants to give Hezo the swerve, that dog. <laughs> So if who's ever in charge of, you know, government public advertising uh, uses that, we'll know you've stolen our slogan, so don't even, you know. Yeah, we, we want royalties. We'll split it three ways. <laughs> All right. Greg, thanks so much for joining us on the All Day Breakfast. Uh, you, hey, thank you very much for having me. It's been really fun. We can catch your new book, uh, The Good Son, in stores just after the Christmas rush, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, or around, you know, around Christmas time. And, uh, but, um, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'm doing gigs all over the country and stuff, doing the play in Brisbane. Uh, I know um, people, in, a lot of people in Brisbane tune into Finn uh, religiously. Um, so, you know, like, you know, I'm doing gigs and hanging out and uh, doing plays and just being 70% top blood. <laughs> Fantastic. Where's the best place we can find you there, Fleety, if we want to keep up to date with everything that's happening? Um, probably on the old FB. Uh, I'm not backward at coming forward. I don't keep a lot of what I'm doing secret. Uh, so if I'm doing anything interesting, it's always on Facebook. Uh, well, look, absolute pleasure, as Josh said. Thank you so much, Fleety. We will uh, we'll give all your links on our socials throughout the week. But once again, thanks for being a uh, great guest on the All Day Breakfast. Hey, thanks, guys. You can also get me on uh, at, at the Greek Fleet on Twitter. But um, hey, any time, uh, I'd love to come back and um, and uh, do a bit more uh, do a bit more Arvo breakfast with you, boys. Brilliant. Thank you so much. All right, stick around on the all-day breakfast. Uh, we have Hall and Oates. You make my dreams. Coming up now. We're putting the kettle on with the all-day breakfast on Sin ninety point seven. Welcome back to Sin 90.7. That was Hollow Notes, You Make My Dreams. And by the way, I'm back now. I just had to go and report on some breaking news, you know. 
Judy Calls. We're so <laughs> proud of you. You missed some magic, but uh, we are very proud of you. I know. Now, great interview with Fleety, guys, although we just do have to clarify. Um, here at Sin, we do not condone the consumption of drugs and alcohol, do we, boys? No, no, not. absolutely not. <laughs> and, and in fact, you'll find a strong message in there. It is give Hezo the swerve. Give so. Hezo the swerve. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, now it's time for the most informative segment in Australian radio. Everything you never knew with the All Day Breakfast resident expert. That's right, Dr Josh Smith is back. Dr Josh, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. It's it's very refreshing to hear a female voice. Uh, in the studio today, so uh, looking forward to the segment. Yes, we've never actually met. My name's Bonnie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, save, the, save the flirting for... Uh... <laughs> After hours. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, so, uh, Dr Josh, welcome back to the show. Uh, just to fill in our new listeners, uh, you are Dr Josh Smith, our resident expert on nearly everything, and you occasionally kick a leather bowl around a field or something, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've um, I've got a couple of keen sports scientists that are working um, in the AFL industry. It's um, it's not really my thing personally, but um, whatever the, whatever I can to help out my mates, so um, I go and have a kick in the park with them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's just a hobby, what exactly is your area of expertise again? Uh, good question. I'm um, at the moment. I'm specialising in toothpaste selection. So. Um, <laughs> Of course, varying from person to person. Um, Colgate, I guess, for the everyday person. Um, Oral-B for kids, usually, because it's a really nice flavour in the mouth. So um, for your young kids who are scared to brush their teeth, that's highly recommended. And a new one, it's an American brand called Aquafresh. Um, Not very good for your teeth at all, but for people who are big coffee drinkers, um, recommend it highly. I, um, from time to time, use a bit of Aquafresh after having a morning coffee, so... Uh, the, the things you learn. Very good. Now, when you're on the on the show a couple of weeks ago, you did mention you're going to do some extra research for one young Simon, one of our beloved listeners, um, on why water is wet. Do we have any updates? Yes, well, I can confirm after uh, doing some serious digging, really into some religious studies from um, part to, from past time, um, particularly in the Christianity of. Um, uncovered, I guess, a myth that's not ex- that is actually true. So um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard the saying, rain is, God te- is God's tears. Um, <laughs> that statement is, in fact, correct. It's not a myth. It's, it's correct. So um, clearly, after, clearly after Jesus' passing, um, plenty of water coming from God's eyes, um, to the sudden passing of his son. So, um, yeah, that's just, the, that's just the facts, I guess, guys. Uh, I guess it's a, it's a clearly difficult to process if you're not of Christian belief, but um, I'm here to report facts. I'm not here to um, sway sides and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, you look, you've never led us astray before, so I guess we were taking your word, but look, it's a, it's, a, it's a spicy one. <laughs> it's a spicy one, but all I'll say is please don't um, try and question the integrity of the findings. You, you guys asked, Simon asked, I found it. Um, some people won't agree with it, I understand, but it is what it is. So, 
um, yeah, we'll just go with that. Okay, so that that take uh, a hot scientific take that's yet to be subjected to peer review. I'm sure you'll get some some feedback on that one from your academic colleagues, but. I'm, I don't want to take you away from your research, Dr. Josh. You've got so many more important things to do than, than to hang out on Australia's laziest radio show. So thanks so much for joining us once again on the All Day Breakfast. That's all right. My pleasure, guys. Bye. All right. Cheers. So next up, we have our Banger of the Week. Mm, banger of the week? What is it? This one actually is a banger. And Josh, you said something cool before when you, we were talking about it earlier. You said this is a female band and they're Australian, which means it's right in the sinners. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the all-day breakfast banger of the week. So it's Haiku Hands with Not About You. Stick around, you're on the all-day breakfast. We're burning your toast on the all-day breakfast. Sin, 90.7. Haiku hands, not about you. Uh, retroactive content warning there. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, if you do go back in time, remember to watch out for swear words. Uh, but <laughs> Very helpful. Yeah, well, you know, you never know. Sin has a wide reach. We might get time travellers on here. You never know. <laughs> we cater to all kinds around here. Exactly. <laughs> we do not discriminate. Not even to our chronologically impaired friends. <laughs> now, uh... There's, there's something, we're getting towards the end of the show, but there's something that hasn't been addressed yet. And I think the people, uh, particularly one person, will be very upset about if we uh, don't address. Last week, we gave your formal apology uh, for Slidergate. Oh, this, I just can't shake this controversy. It's following <laughs> me everywhere. Mate, look, just be done with it today. Let us know. You promised last week. Whether or not you, you well, you promised last week that you would wear sliders into the studio. Your feet have been under the desk the whole show. I want, I want to know right now: Are you a liar? Have you made a good man of yourself? We need to see. We need to see what's going on. The big desk has been hiding my shame. Oh! Yes! Oh, wow, our Argyle socks. He has pulled through. Argyle socks and sliders. He's done it. <laughs> we'll put a photo up on the socials. Well that done. is. Oh, wow. Photo where it didn't happen. A photo needs to go on okay. the socials, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're in the car or, or on the radio anywhere now and you're listening, though, just imagine some orange and orange and blue uh, and purple, sorry, uh, socks in an argyle pattern, waist high. Waist high? <laughs> with with a, a pair of... Possibly knockoff Nike sliders. <laughs> oh, they are very much definitely knockoff sliders. Uh, shout out to Jason Louis because uh, I'm never going to buy a pair of these myself. Um, who who hooked me up with some um, some fraudulent Malaysian uh, name brand? <laughs> um, they're they're incredible. They dig into your feet. I'm wearing two pairs of socks right now because it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> they're actually called Mikey's with an M. <laughs> Mikey's. Isn't that just Mike? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just Mike. <laughs> Mike, maybe do it. <laughs> I, but, like, the point... I can't imagine... I mean, maybe it's just because they're, you know, fakes, but I can't imagine why anybody would wear these. I mean, not only... I mean, it's the most impractical week of the year in Melbourne <laughs> to be wearing sliders, but uh, this. I thought the only appeal was that they're comfortable, not, like, that they're a fashion statement. What, we haven't made a convert of you? Like, you, you're not comfortable in them? No. I mean, I'll apologise to the people. I know I'm in the minority here with my opinions, but, um, you know, I've taken the punishment. I'm, just, I'm not really going to change my mind. 
Well, looks like uh, you're besliding yourself. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> very, very good. Hey, Please. hang on, hang on. I got something for this. I got something for this. We can't end oh, on such. That's a really good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, the ghost of Gretel has returned to get me. <laughs> oh, that's something I'll never live down. But at least until next week when we redeem ourselves, we've got a lot of going on. Uh, remember, actually, last week when you said to me, Brenda, who's on next week? And I said, Oh, you know what? What what's important is that we have a good mystery guest, uh, and you were worried about it. And you said, you said, oh, what if that means we don't have anyone booked? What if you're not prepared, Brent? And it was gosh darn Greg Fleet. So, okay, oh, yeah, you came through. Fair, you did. fair call. Came fair through strong. All I'm right. asking is you trust me and go with the mystery. Add a little bit of spice to your life, a little bit of sriracha to your <laughs> to your day to day, and so, trust me that next week's mystery guest will be. An absolute treat. All right. What do you reckon, Josh? Do we trust him? Yeah, we've. I mean, he's come through. He hasn't failed us yet. Much like Dr. Josh, he's <laughs> he's not he's not failed us yet. So I guess you that's know. true. Actually, in fact, Dr. Josh did say to us uh, just off air before he will be back next week as well. So make sure you send in any of your questions on our socials, uh, which actually are uh, facebook.com forward slash all day breakfast sin s y n. And on Twitter, it's at Sin Breakfast. Uh, feel free to jump on any of those. Send your questions in for Dr. Josh. We'll ask him and get all that information out to you. And check the socials for the pictures of my feet as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, I hope that doesn't bring the wrong crowd into it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks so much for listening today on the All Day Breakfast. And remember, stay true to yourself. Three. And that's all for this week. Like us on Facebook, Twitter and Bebo. And be sure to catch us here on Sin 90.7 for the all-day breakfast. Until next time, 